Chapter Eleven of It's Like This, Cat. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Bologna Times. It's Like This, Cat, by Emily Cheney Neville. Chapter Eleven. Rosh Hashanah at the Fulton Fish Market. We came back to the city Labor Day Monday us and a couple million others traffic crawling a hot day the windows practically closed up tight to keep cat in i sweated and then cat hairs stuck to me and got up my nose considering everything pop acted quite mild i met a kid up at the lake in connecticut who had skin diving equipment he let me use it one day when mom and pop were off sightseeing boy this has fishing beat hollow I found out there's a skin-diving course at the Y, and I'm going to be saving up for the fins and mask and stuff. Pop won't mind forking out for the Y membership, because he'll figure it's character-building. Meanwhile, I'm wondering if I can get back up to Connecticut again one weekend while the weather is still warm, and I see that Rosh Hashanah falls on a Monday and Tuesday this year, the week after school opens. Great. So I asked this kid, Kenny Wright, if I can maybe come visit him that weekend, so I can do some more skin-diving. Rosh Hashanah, what's that? he says. So I explain it to him. Rosh Hashanah is the Jewish New Year. About half the kids in my school are Jewish, so they all stay out for it, and I always do too. Last year, the school board gave up and made it an official school holiday for everyone, Jewish or not. Same with Yom Kippur, the week after. Kenny whistles. You sure are lucky. I don't think we get any holidays coming till Thanksgiving. I always thought that the kids in the country were lucky having outdoor yards for sports and recess, but I guess we have it over them on holidays, especially in the fall. Three Jewish holidays in September, Columbus Day in October, Election Day and Veterans Day in November, and then Thanksgiving. It drives the mothers wild. I don't figure it'd be worth train fare to Connecticut for just two days, so I say good-bye to Kenny and see you next year and stuff. Back home, I'm pretty busy right away, on account of starting in a new school, Charles Evans Hughes High. It's different from the junior high, where I knew half the kids, and also my whole homeroom there went from one classroom to another altogether. At Hughes, everyone has to get his own schedule and find the right classroom in this immense building, which is about the size of Penn Station. There are about a million kids in it, actually about two thousand, most of whom I never saw before. Hardly any of the Stuyvesant Town and Peter Cooper Village kids come here because it isn't their district. However, walking back across Fifth Avenue one day, I see one kid I know from Peter Cooper, his name is Ben Alstein. I ask him how come he is at Hughes. My dad wanted me to get into Peter Stuyvesant High School. You know, the genius factory. Citywide competitive exam to get in. Of course, I didn't make it. Biggest failure of the year. That's me. Heck, I never even tried for that. But how come you're here? There's a special science course you can qualify for by taking a math test. Then you don't have to live in the district. My father figures, as long as I'm in something special, there's hope. I'm not really very interested in science, but that doesn't bother him. So after that, 
ben and i walk back and forth to school together and it turns out we have three classes together too biology and algebra and english we're both relieved to have at least one familiar face to look for in the crowd my old friend nick aside from not being really my best friend any more has gone to a catholic high school somewhere uptown on the way home from school one friday in september i asked ben what he's doing monday and tuesday the jewish holidays tuesday i got to get into my bar mitzvah suit and go to synagogue and over to brooklyn to my grandmother's monday i don't have to do anything special come on over with me with your roller skates and we'll get in the hockey game i skate on my tail i say because it's true and it would be doubly true in a hockey game i tried quick to think up something else we're walking down the block to my house and there's cat sitting out front so i say let's cruise around and get down to fulton fish market and pick up some fish heads for my cat you're a real nut aren't you ben says he doesn't say it as if he minds just mentioning the fact he's an easy-going kind of guy and i think most of the time he likes to let someone else make the plans so he shrugs and says okay i introduce him to cat ben looks him in the eye and cat looks away and licks his back ben says so i got to get you fresh fish for rosh hashanah huh cat jumps down and rubs from back to front against ben's right leg and from front to back against his left leg and goes to lie down in the middle of the sidewalk see he likes you i say he won't have anything to do with most guys except tom who's tom so i tell ben all about tom and the cellar and his father disappearing on him gee says ben i thought i had trouble with my father practically telling me how to breathe better every minute but at least he doesn't disappear what does tom do now works at the flower shop right down there at the corner ben feels around in his pockets a minute hey i got two bucks i was supposed to spend on a textbook come on and i'll buy mom a plant for the holidays and you can introduce me to tom we go down to the flower shop and at first tom frowns because he thinks we've just come to kid around ben tells him he wants a plant so then he makes a big thing out of showing him all the plants from the ten dollar ones on down so mr palumbo will see he's doing a good job ben finally settles on a funny-looking cactus that tom says is going to bloom pretty soon ben goes along home and i arrange to pick him up on monday i wait around outside until i see tom go out on a delivery and ask him how he likes the job he says he doesn't really know yet but at least the guy is decent to work for not like the filling station man i sleep late monday and go over to peter cooper about eleven a lot of kids are out in the playgrounds and some fathers are there tossing footballs with them and shouting happy new year to each other it sounds odd to hear people saying that on a warm day in september ben and i wander out of the project and he says how do we get to this fulton street i see a bus that says avenue c on it stopping on twenty-third street avenue c is way east and so is fulton street so i figure it'll probably work out we get on the bus rockets along under the east side drive for a few blocks and then heads down avenue c which is narrow and crowded it's a spanish and puerto rican neighborhood to begin with then farther down it's mostly jewish 
lots of people are out on the street shaking hands and clapping each other on the back and the stores are all closed every time the bus stops the driver shouts to some of the people on the sidewalk and he seems to know a good many of the passengers who get on he asks them about their jobs or their babies or their aunt who's sick in bellevue this is pretty unusual in new york where bus drivers usually act like they'd hate people in general and their passengers in particular suddenly the bus turns off avenue c and heads west ben looks out the window and says hey this is houston street i've been down here to the big delicatessen but we're not heading downtown any more probably it'll turn again i say it doesn't though not till clear over at sixth avenue by then everyone else has got off and the bus driver turns around and says where are you two headed for it's funny a bus driver asking of that so i ask him where does this bus go it goes from bellevue hospital down to hudson street down by the holland tunnel holy crow says ben we're liable to wind up in new jersey relax i don't go that far i just go back up to bellevue says the driver you think we'd be far from fulton fish market i say the driver gestures vaguely just across the island so ben and i decide we'll get off at the end of the line and walk from there the bus driver says have a nice hike i think there's something fishy about this says ben that's what we were going to get fish i say and we walk we walk quite a ways ben sees a little italian restaurant down a couple of steps and we stop to look at the menu in the window the special for the day is lasagna and ben says boy that's for me we go inside while i finger the dollar in my pocket and do some fast mental arithmetic lasagna is a dollar so that's out but i see spaghetti and meatballs is seventy-five cents so that will still leave me bus fare home a waiter rushes up wearing a white napkin over his arm like a banner and takes our order he returns in a moment with a shiny clean white linen tablecloth and a basket of fresh italian bread and rolls on a third trip he brings enough chilled butter for a family and asks if we want coffee with lunch or later later we say man this is living says ben as he moves in on the bread he treats us just like people pretty soon the waiter is back with our lasagna and spaghetti and he swirls around the table as if he were dancing anything else now mind the hot plates very hot have a good lunch now i bring the coffee later he swirls away the napkin over his arm making a little breeze and circles another table it's a small room and there are only four tables eating but he seems to enjoy acting like he was serving royalty at the waldorf when we're just finished eating he comes back with a pot of steaming coffee and a pitcher of real cream i'm dolloping the cream in and it floats when a thought hits me we gotta leave a tip for this waiter i whisper to ben hey how much money you got he reaches in his pocket and fishes out a buck a dime and a quarter we study them figure coffees for a dime each and the total check ought to be a dollar ninety five we've got two thirty five between us we can still squeak through with bus fare if we only leave the waiter a dime which is pretty cheap 
At that time he comes back and refills our coffee cups and asks what we will have for dessert. Uh, nothing, nothing at all, I say. Couldn't eat another thing, says Ben. So the waiter brings the check and along with it a plate of homemade cookies. He says, my wife make, on the house. We both thank him, and I look at Ben, and he looks at me. I put down my dollar, and he puts down a dollar and a quarter. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Come again, says the waiter. We walk into the street, and Ben spends the lone remaining dime in the sun. I say, heads or tails? Huh? Heads. It comes up heads, so Ben keeps his own dime. He says, we could have hung on to enough for one bus fare, but that's no use. No use at all especially if it was yours. Are we still heading for Fulton Street? Sure, we got to get fish for cat. It better be for free. We walk, threading across Manhattan and downtown. I guess it's thirty or forty blocks, but after a good lunch, it doesn't seem too far. You can smell the fish market when you're still quite a ways off. It runs for half a dozen blocks, alongside the East River, with long rows of sheds divided into stores for the different wholesalers. Around on the side streets there are bars and fish restaurants. It's too bad we don't have Cat with us, because he loves sniffing at all the fish heads and guts and stuff on the street. Fish market business is done mostly in the morning, I guess, and now men are hosing down the streets and sweeping fish garbage up into piles. I get a guy to give me a bag and select a couple of the choicer and cleaner looking bits. I get a nice red snapper head and a small whole fish. Looks like a mackerel. Ben acts as if fish guts make him sick, and as soon as I've got a couple, he starts saying, Come on, come on, let's go. I realize when we're leaving that I don't even notice the fish smell anymore. You just get used to it. We walk uptown, quite a hike, along East Broadway and across Grand and Delancey. There's all kinds of intriguing smells wafting around here. Hot breads and pickles and fish cooking. This is a real Jewish neighborhood and you can sure tell it's a holiday from the smell of all the dinners cooking. And lots of people are out in their best clothes gabbing together. Some of the men wear black skull caps, and some of them have big black felt hats and long white beards. We go past a crowd gathering outside a movie house. They're not going to the movies, Ben says. On holidays sometimes they rent a movie theater for services. It must be getting near time. Come on, I got to hurry. We trot along the next twenty blocks or so, up First Avenue and to Peter Cooper. So long, Ben says. I'll come by Wednesday on the way to school. He goes off spinning his dime, and too late I think to myself that we could have had a candy bar. End of chapter 11